Hello there. Hello. It's a true neutral bad movie. Bad movies where we watch the bad movies so you don't have to. I I'm Keenan. <laughs> I'm Derek. And uh, today we're doing uh rubber. <laughs> we're just, we're doing rubber. Rubber. We're doing rubber. <laughs> were you trying to think of a clever way to bring that in? Uh, yeah, there's just no reason for that. <laughs> No reason. And no reason. <laughs> so we just finished this movie. Oh, I've seen this movie before. Keenan had not. Yeah, this was my my first viewing of this film, and uh, I took extensive notes. <laughs> so this this film opens. This film opens. Oh wait, should we do the synopsis first? Did, you said you were opening IMDb. Do you have here, it I meant, in front of you? I meant Rotten Tomatoes. Um, here, I got. I have a synopsis open. You have a synopsis here. I'll, I'll get a couple of uh, get a couple of bad reviews pulled up. Here. All right. So we got um, from IMDb. A homicidal car tire, discovering it has destructive psionic powers, sets its sights on a desert town. Once a mysterious woman becomes its obsession, which is part of the movie. That is definitely part of the movie. Um, that's the part that they wanted <laughs> you to focus on, definitely. There, there's another part of the movie, an entire whole other part of the movie. Well, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's go. Let's go with your bad reviews. Whether you got um, you got at least one. No, I All have right. I have two uh, here that I think are are pretty that's good. That's at least one. Uh, so first one's from Chris Cabin. He says, the act of watching rubber is reminiscent of attempting to eat an unpeeled orange in its entirety. Accurate. <laughs> Accurate. You would get some tasty goodness in the middle there, but, like, yeah, it's it's a weird rubbery thing. You shouldn't really eat. Um, and this, uh, this second one I have is from Stephanie Zacharek. And uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure, but it just sounds like she has it out for the director here. Um, All right, because this is a pretty scathing review. Feels very, it's directed directly at him. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna butcher his name. Yeah, um, but I think it's Depew's idea. Apparently, is that movie audiences are so stupid they'll consume anything. And the more tickets he sells for this arch little piece of junk, the more he'll get proved right. If I were you, I'd refuse to give him that satisfaction. <laughs> well, they did. <laughs> they did refuse to give him that satisfaction because we looked at the box office for this and holy shit. It did not cost very much and it still flopped. Yeah, yeah. They still lost about $120,000 on an $800,000 yeah. movie. Yeah, see that is that is a minuscule amount for a movie. You're like if you see like one million dollars or you see like one point two five million dollars, you're like, damn, that's modest. Yeah, and that's then, a that's a real that's pretty that's, cheap movie. That's a really cheap movie because you see like, you know, Marvel movies these days are two hundred million dollars just like regularly. Big movies like that, yeah, are huge budgets. And then you got like middle of the line budgets are still now like fifty million dollars. Mm-hmm. So you see something eight hundred thousand dollars, like wow. That should have no problem showing a profit. Granted, it got a release. It did get a release. Mm-hmm. It did not make a profit. It didn't make a profit. Um, and there's probably a couple reasons for that. Absolutely, there are. Um, so the <laughs> so it's, it's it starts off starts off, and we got some some chairs on some 
lovely like southwestern deserty plains. Yeah, on a, on on a, a dirt, road. do a little dirt road yeah. in the middle of nowhere, and uh, and a guy who looks like an accountant carrying a bunch of binoculars, like yeah. a lot of binoculars. I think in the credits, he's actually credited as accountant. Okay. So. <laughs> I've been looking at the IMDb. I probably just saw that at some point. He, <laughs> he does. He looks like an accountant. Mm-hmm. And he's holding a shitload of binoculars. Yeah. And then, then a, a car, like, not really a cop car, but maybe a cop car? <laughs> yeah. With a cop driving it, um... Just hits all the chairs. <laughs> yeah, they're spread out all sporadically on the road. And as this car turns onto the road, he just like swerves in order to hit every single car or and, and, every single chair. And it's not like fast. He's going like five miles an hour. He's just very carefully hitting all of the chairs. And they're like clearly not fully put together because they just they're made. Collapse. They just collapse as soon as he touches them with the car. <laughs> It's really good. It's a funny bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then a sheriff gets out of the trunk. Yeah, and then the sheriff gets out of the trunk. Um, yes. And then he talks directly to us, the audience, um, about <laughs> about how there's just no reason for for things that um, in in film <laughs> when there's very clearly a reason for most of the things that he brings up. <laughs> like, I didn't write down his whole monologue, but it might be worth going over a full episode just to <laughs> just to point out all the reasons for the things he says there's no reason for. Because <laughs> I, I kind of believe this filmmaker actually believes that there's no reason for the things that happened in, in those movies. Like, just, just by the way this movie came out. Yeah, well, and this is definitely a movie that takes that to the abstre- extreme. It's like, it's an absurdist movie, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like, and there's no reason for almost anything that happens in this particular movie. Yeah, and there's no, like, uh, there's no, like, malice in it, it doesn't feel like. It's not feel like it's telling the audience anything, like... It's not talking down to the audience. It's just like his expression of what this is, if that makes sense. Yeah. I saw one review where it was just like, this is a movie about why it's stupid to watch movies. Kind of, but also no. I I, I get that, because there's a crowd that is us. He's talking to a crowd. Yeah, well, we we find out after his monologue, it zooms out, and he's talking to a small crowd of people. Yeah. We're all there to watch something. The movie. Yeah, the movie. But, um, yeah, they don't even know if it's going to be in color or black or white. They're all just in the, uh, like, desert. The one Mm -hmm. guy comments that they could have sat on the chairs the car ran over. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, they they all get given binoculars. Yeah. And then they sit down and they use the binoculars to watch the movie. Yeah, they watch through the binoculars as the credits appear in a dump. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> that that was symbolism. He was making fun of himself. Mm-hmm. And everyone who worked on this film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a tire emerges. It learns to move. <laughs> this is moving. <laughs> that first little bit was filmed like this inspirational thing of like... Right. Like, it reminded me of montages of infants learning to crawl and then to walk. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was just framed like that. 
It was oh yeah, it was yeah. really cute for just a second. You like mm. you get this endearing sense of the tire as a growing learning thing. You get that like the the tire is able to pull a lot of emotion throughout this movie. Yeah, and that's awesome. I yeah. love that. And credit to the director on that for sure. And like the the director and the editor would have had to work together really hard to make that come yeah. across. And, uh, like, props to them, because that... It, it worked. Yeah. It I, fucking worked. I definitely felt like the tire had a personality. Yeah. And I, it was just a tire. They were literally just rolling a tire. Around. Yeah. Some of the shots of the tire, like, after it, like, learned to roll or whatever, right? And we get that... The first of a few shots that happen in this movie of the tire just rolling through, like, the southwestern desert with very nice music happening yeah. in the background. And there are these beautifully shot scenes of a tire rolling through the desert. <laughs> but it's, it's like, good film. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I told you a couple of times, and I don't have it in my notes, but I was just, like... I came into this movie very cynically. <laughs> I thought the movie was stupid in a way I wouldn't find fun. Um, but the premise of it, that is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, the premise from, the uh, from like, the cover and from the description, it just sounds like something I would just not enjoy. <laughs> but the no reason speech at the beginning was pretty funny. And it really, it got me on board for what he was trying to do with the movie. Yeah. I think if that had been the trailer... For the film, that would have uh, gotten more people into theaters. Yeah, probably. Like, just that monologue. I yeah. can see why he wouldn't want to use that as a trailer, though, because that's a good... If you get him in the seats, and then that that monologue really hooks you in at the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah, it does. But, I mean, he could have, like, cut that part, of, like, just the speech part, and put it over the trailer. Mm-hmm. Something like that. It would have been real easy to, like tease with that and then get the full impact of it when you get it because i just i that really sold me on what this movie was gonna be yeah so yeah. i i was able to buy in a lot more after that <laughs> and I, <laughs> like after he's done giving the speech he goes and he gets back in the trunk of the car and they drive yeah away. yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, every decision from that opening bit was the right thing to do for this. Um, the the t the tire learns to crush via water bottle and scorpion. Yes, yes, it, it likes to. It learns it likes to crush things. Yeah, and then it has trouble with a glass bottle. So yeah. what does it do? It psychically smooshes it, <laughs> it blows it up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, you get this fuck. nice warbling effect with the tire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it looks like they might have just like had a fan or a leaf blower they were blowing into the the tire to make it. Yeah, yeah. Um, something. Maybe someone just lightly shaking it yeah, from the it bottom. Could, it literally could have just been someone <laughs> lightly shake, shaking it. It just, just depends on how hard and from where, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Oh, uh, yeah, we got fourth wall breaks with the crowd and Neil from Community, so that's fun. Yeah. That was fun for me. Yeah, they keep, like, talking about the film that they're watching, which is the film that, you know, we're watching. Yeah. Uh, but we're also watching the, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a nice meta thing. It is, it's fun. <laughs> the child is playing with the microphone, so some of those noises are weird, that's why. Yeah, the baby's just really wants it, so, <laughs> um, for it.
it, it explodes a tin can. It seems it, to crave destruction. Yeah, and you really get the sense of, like, it, it's learning that it likes destroying things. Yeah, it was just, like, this random thing I just found that's clearly, like, less interesting or important than the other things I've already crushed. I'm still going to crush it. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Just, be, just because. Yeah. Um, And then... It sleeps? It goes to sleep. It sleeps? <laughs> it fucking sleeps. Why does it sleep? I don't know. I still couldn't figure that out by the end of the movie. I'm like, there is no other part. Like, wh- why? Why does it sleep? I have no, like, it gets tired, I guess. It seems to sleep later, too, because it spends the night in that motel later. Yeah, yeah. And it also, it's... it ends up drinking from a puddle. Yeah, it drinks. It doesn't seem to eat. No, oh, unless it... No. Because it, it doesn't, like... Uh, uh, it doesn't... It doesn't consume any of the people or things that no. explodes. No. It just sleeps and drinks. But not eats. It's an interesting thing they've created. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it would... Sleep. <laughs> I couldn't figure that out. Um, so it wakes to the sounds of birds, so it can hear as well as see. That's true. <laughs> Which is something I noticed. Because mm-hmm. it, it, it did the same kind of shot that um, if a person was like camping alone mm-hmm. or like in a dangerous situation, you'd see their eyes open as yeah. the sunrise happens and... The birds are clearly waking them up. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it was that exact shot, but with a tire. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, I am assuming that it woke to the sound of those birds. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. And then it gets up and it keeps on rolling through wherever it is. Yeah, it just seems like the southwestern United States. Yeah, a vaguely forested area of some sort. Um, actually, no, before it leaves, it wakes up and it immediately sees a little bunny rabbit. Oh, and it, yeah, no, it's after it's drinking from the puddle. Oh, it's drinking from the puddle, which I guess comes right after that shot yeah, of it waking yeah. up. It, it wakes up and it starts to move along, yeah. Uh, oh, the the bird guy is in and out. He wakes he wakes everybody up to make sure they see the, the thing, because it's been overnight. Yeah. And uh, he steals a bunch of money. Yeah, he steals a bunch of loose money that's they have like in their pockets. Just in easily. their front pockets, very easily accessible. I think you were just gonna say. That. I'm sorry. It just yeah. like I remember. Yeah, it was just like right there. Yeah. He didn't try very hard, and then he just smacks them with his briefcase <laughs> yeah. to wake them up. Assaults them awake. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Um, then it drinks, and then explodes a bunny. Yeah, and then the tire drinks from a puddle, sees a bunny, and blows up the bunny. Followed by a very happy-toned needle drop. Yeah. <laughs> he clearly loved killing that bunny. He's yeah. in a state of bliss after killing the bunny. Yeah, and then you get another one of those scenes that I was talking about, where, yeah, it's got, like, the, the nice jaunty traveling music going and it's just this tire going on this dirt road kind of thing through the fucking southwestern desert yeah it, it's all of these shots of it just going are like they're not short they're they're pretty long 
like yeah i I wasn't bored by them yeah not at all like they were fun they really added depth to the tire of the character yeah uh the the, the tire (laughs) like that's so crazy like yeah the the tire was a character and you understood that it had its own individual thoughts and like feelings and stuff Mm -hmm. and even if those weren't always clear at the time they were there so it makes it out to this uh, highway. Yeah. And the first human being it sees is this girl driving in a small red, like, convertible, I guess. Yeah. And it changes the song from non-diegetic to diegetic, eh, where <laughs> it's uh, playing out of her car all yeah. of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... Uh, Not all of a sudden. It very smoothly transitions. Um, And then the tire, like... I don't know, immediately falls in love, I guess. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. But it, like... It's unclear. It makes her car stall out in the middle of the, the road. And it's, like, traveling up because she's not paying any attention to a tire. Yeah. And so it's, like, rolling up behind her car. And then some random truck comes out of nowhere and, like, hits the tire and swerves around her car. Yeah. And then I guess that releases its the tire's psychic hold on her car, the, so the she's able to. The concentration spell is broken. Yeah, so she's able to restart her car and keep going, never yeah. being any the wiser of the tire. But the tire's aware of it, and the pickup driver who hit it. Yeah, I mean, he saw a tire. That's for sure. I mean, the pickup driver that he is aware of the pickup oh, and yeah, the pickup yeah. driver. Yes. Uh. And then the the it, the tire wakes up angry and blows up a crow. <laughs> yeah, he blows up the crow just randomly, and then it he finds the pickup driver and explodes his head at a gas station. Yeah, yeah. He does a lot of head exploding. Yeah, that's his it's his go to move. Yeah, and then he finds the car he was distracted from by the pickup driver. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, at at a motel. Uh huh. And then. He, like, spies on her in the shower? Yeah, he watches her in the shower for, a, like, a good amount of time. And I, I, and it cuts back and forth. It keeps cutting back and forth the whole time to, like, the people watching and giving, like, commentary. Yeah. And then some of the other people watching are getting angry, like people in a fucking, in a cinema would be. Yeah. They're like, stop talking, we're watching the movie. And they're like, we're just fucking shut up. Like, we're going to do what we want. Yeah, it was just a, it was just an audience argument. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Oh, and they haven't had anything to eat. Yeah, or drink, I don't think. Yeah, it's it's unclear about the drink, but they're complaining about food at this point. It's really interesting that they seem to be almost more like prisoners than anything else. Yeah. They're they, portrayed very much as prisoners. Well, they're portrayed as an audience that just doesn't really have any choice. Yeah, like they're. I I don't know why they're there. If they paid to be there, it seems like wheelchair guy paid to be there. Mm-hmm. I'm not being insensitive when I call him wheelchair guy. That's like his name. That is his it, name in the credits. It's like man in wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So uh, the yeah. actor's name is Wings Hauser. So mm-hmm. that's pretty fun. <laughs> um. But yeah, it like she well she, she leaves her door her motel door open and then decides to take a shower with the bathroom door also open. Uh-huh. All of these decisions are interesting decisions on the part of an actual you know non-acting human being. Yeah, but it does seem later like she's a part of the script. She does. Yeah, it does seem that way. It doesn't seem like she's aware of the tire in any aspect until 
after. But she actively is not looking at the tire. Yeah. And she doesn't, like, check to see who opened her door or anything. No, when she gets out of the shower, she just kind of slams the door shut without looking. Yeah, she, like, peeks, she peeks out, but she doesn't, like, look mm-hmm. at all. And she just c- shuts the door very quickly. And, like, I, I just feel like she was aware of the tire as part of the plot. Because <laughs> some of them were and some of them weren't aware of the tire as far as the actors they were watching goes and which ones were actors and which ones weren't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, kind of. She's in the van later, man. Yeah, I know she's in the van later, but uh, I don't know. I think she's aware of the tire is my point. Um, um, then we get a scene of the accountant guy oh, in, yeah. in his hotel room. Got a, I've got. Where was the note about that? That's, I, uh, bike guy's got a master, a motel room, and a turkey. Yeah, yeah. Which he then kills. Yeah, he kills the turkey, but also the tire watches TV. Yeah, it does it more than once. Yeah, it likes uh, exercise videos. It and likes NASCAR. It, it likes NASCAR. I think that was all we saw it watch for long periods. Of uh, time. There was also the other one. Um, immediately after the exercise videos, it was watching like salsa dancing or something oh, okay, like that. Yeah. As well, it was watching some sort of like a. It might have also still been some sort of a workout video, but it was yeah, like a, a like dancing, a, a fitness one. dance. Yeah, a jazzercise, if you will. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, finally, I think this baby's falling asleep. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, I was distracted because he's been smacking my phone for the last, like, two minutes. He... Oh, yeah. The bike guy feeds the fourth wallers the turkey. Yeah. Except yeah. for wheelchair guy who chooses not to eat. Mm-hmm. Is... And they all descend on it like like ravenous beasts. Oh, yeah. That's actually my next note is they are ravenous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's the, the, that's where both of our minds went. They just... It's really funny because he just, like, walks up with this gigantic burlap sack and he yells, food and he dumps a single turkey onto the dirt and they all just kind of pounce on it yeah like there's no possible other option for them to eat they are very close to a motel Mm -hmm. like they're watching a motel they could very easily find a ride or some food there yeah it would not be hard for them to get away which is what's so interesting about the audience in this situation but also um the turkey ends up being poison yeah, yeah, they all die. Yeah. Because the actors are tired of doing the movie. Like, they don't want to do... Like, that's the thing I got out of it, was that, like, they keep saying, we can we can be done now. Like, it's over. We killed them all. They're not watching anymore. We can we can go home. Oh, it's fine. Yeah, We're yeah, done. Yeah, no, I think, I think the... It seems like the goal of the the actors, the people putting on, or, like, their, their thought of what the goal was, was to to kill these people? To kill a mass group of people? That seems to have been the goal, because they when they thought that was done, they were, like, done acting. Well, yeah, done acting. I thought that was so that they didn't have to do the movie anymore, because that's the way movies are watched there. And so, no. if they kill off the audience, they can stop. They can be done acting. No, I, I took the... I took the, the, the intro part as part of the no reason like there's just no reason to watch this film this way like from a distance through binoculars i just took that as part of the no reason nonsense Uh aha as part of this film 
you know. Okay. Like, th- that's the speech yeah. they got. So, I just took it as, like, if anybody asked why they were using binoculars, no reason. Mm-hmm. If anybody asked why they were in the southwestern desert, no reason. Why can't we have food? No reason. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, so I, I kind of assume this was just a, a, a weird, like, it was framed as entertainment or like a, a one-of-a-kind movie experience, and then it was just to kill a bunch of people. Huh. I don't know what they'd be killing them for, but they seem to have a lot of free time and... Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, this is all for a profit in some way. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, they definitely got the money for whatever they charged for the experience. Yeah. So that was something. But um, um, Then the tire kills the maid at the yeah, hotel. Um, and the teen saw the tire. The yeah. teen was the first person outside of the audience to see the tire move. Mm-hmm. So that, that becomes important later because he doesn't let it go. Uh, yeah, then he, then he goes to the cleaning lady and he gets in the pool. Yeah, then he goes for a swim. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't swim. They have an argument about whether tires sink or float, and I'm glad they did because... Um, well, seen... actually, before that, the cop tries to tell, after the poison turkey, everyone dies. Oh, yeah. And then the sheriff... Uh, Lieutenant Chad, or whatever, uh, he uh, gives the speech about how it's it's done, we can go home, and everyone's like, what are you talking about? Like, all of his cop, other cops are like, what are you, what are you talking about? He's like, it's fake. It's all fake. Yeah. And then he's like, shoot me. <laughs> Come on. And he gets shot like three times, and he just keeps talking. He's like, see, what did I tell you? I don't None feel of it's any pain. No. Don't feel any pain. He's just like bleeding. <laughs> it's fine. None of it's fake. It's just all fake. It seems... Sl- it slap seems... that body. Wake her back up. <laughs> Knock your shit off. He doesn't have a head. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't have a head. Just like... Oh, there was that, that one line, like, the body's cold. How cold? Yeah, how cold? <laughs> like, he wasn't really sure that that was not... Like, he thought the tire was part of the thing. Mm-hmm. And not, like, actually killing people. Yeah. Uh, I think he was just a paid actor by this master guy. Well, and then, like, uh, afterwards when the tire goes and kills the kid's dad. Oh, yeah. Oh, he goes and kills... Oh, yeah, so... um, Yeah. Has he has somebody shoot him, and then he learns the guy didn't eat the turkey and has to go back to the sh- he goes right back to the sheriff role. Yeah, and when he goes back to the dad, he asks him the exact same questions, the exact same wording because mm-hmm. he's got a script. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that everybody else is playing along. It seems, but the, that guy's not playing along. These cops aren't playing along. They don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, they're all like, "What do you mean we can go home?" Yeah. And he thinks they're all in on it. Yeah. For whatever reason. Uh, and then the the tire blows up the dad's head, and then he pulls a piece of paper out of his pocket, and he goes, he's, he's just like, oh, no, it was the tire all, or the kid was right. It was the, the, the tire is the killer. Or yeah. Some shit like that. And he gets all like, pfft, pfft, And he, like, just storms off. Yeah. Uh the the teen oh uh the the tire has a self reflection moment um does it love 
it, um, like it looks in the mirror and has that self-reflection montage. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, it's it's weird. They get a lot of emotion across with this. It definitely feels. It feels something. It just doesn't know what it is because it's a tire. Mm-hmm. A tire and, that likes to kill and destroy. And is also attracted to that lady, apparently. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't blow that lady's head up. No. He could have. Yeah, multiple times. Uh. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. But then all of a sudden the teen's there talking to him. Yeah, he tries to talk to the tire. And he's... He's holding an off-brand Mountain Dew can. Yeah. I tried to read that can so hard, and I could not figure out what it said. <laughs> Dr. Mountain. Obviously. No, no. It wasn't that. No. I, I, I didn't try to read the can. I just thought of the first knockoff Mountain <laughs> Dew I could think of. Dr. Mountain. <laughs> Mr. Dew. Um, the the cops are after the tire now. Yeah, the cops are now after the tire. And the wheelchair guy refuses a lot of fancy food. Mm-hmm. Including As, some nice eclairs. Yeah, and then the tire kills a cop. Yeah, explodes the cop's head in, in the car next to the other cop. Yeah, who gives a very nice what-the-fuck face. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> they use it for the credits and everything. It's great. Um... Bite Guy tells his fuck story about killing his brother while eating the potentially poisoned eclairs. Definitely poisoned. Yeah, well, they were potentially poisoned at the time I wrote the note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he does tell a fucked up story about killing his own brother. Yeah, smashes his face with a rock so he'd stop screaming from pain. Yeah, because he was trapped in a crevice. Yeah. In the mountains somewhere. Yeah. So that was pretty fucked up to hear while he was, like, about to die. Yeah, just and- casually tell a stranger... Yeah. Um, they were poisoned. He dies in agony while wheelchair guy sits in apathy. Yeah. Wheelchair guy don't give a fuck. He does not care at all. Not a one he little bit. He just wants to watch this fucking movie. Yeah, he's enjoying the story. He's like, I like it. Which is interesting. Yeah, he, he's he's just one of those those guys at the theater, like, like us seeing Flash. Yeah. I just want to see it. I just want to see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> um... Uh, tire finds a tire fire. Yeah. Time yeah. jump. Sorry, that it was gets a hard re- It gets sentence. really mad. You can tell the the music yeah. crescendos, the, the, the tire gets so mad seeing all of its brother, brother tires in the get, fire getting burned. You get lots of smash cuts to like black smoke on a blue sky oh, background. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's very indicative of rage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and then yeah. you cut to three days later, and the streets are just littered with headless bodies. Yeah, just an immense amount of exploded heads. Yeah. Yeah. So many dead people. Yeah, and it's watching NASCAR. Yeah, and then it's watching NASCAR in a house. I don't know if that's relevant, but it feels like, you know, watching the tires be forced to their limit like that, and just seeing them casually, um tossed away in the middle of a race would probably, you know, piss that tire off. It's like watching uh, hate propaganda or something against tires for him. He's just fueling the anger. It's like Vader in his tank, always mad. (laughs) Just has to be more mad. Um, But it's drawn out of the house by a mannequin dressed as the girl he watched shower. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The sheriff and that girl are both in the van together. Yeah, yeah. At this point... They're like, we know how many sharks we've jumped, and this is just how it's going to go. 
Yeah. I think the point of it is at this point they didn't want to keep going because everyone's supposed to be dead. And so they just turned it into pure schlock to try to finish it. Yeah, yeah. I think they did. But that it just shows that the girl was an actor. Yeah. That she was part of the production. And whatever this production was and however many people are involved, it's clear that that, <laughs> that lady sheriff cops were like, they, they were not acting. They were very confused by the whole situation. But then all the people are actually dead, so there is actually a, a psychic tire that these actors are now yeah, fighting against. I don't think they were actually aware of the psychic tire being a real threat. <laughs> I think this this turned into like a horror movie for them after it was like uh, one of those real life acting gigs. So, like, you'd go out and play a character in real life while everybody else was unaware, mm-hmm. or, like, would be aware that something was going on. But, no, nobody here was aware of anything. There's a real tire actually killing people, and um, Master is making phone calls. <laughs> Master's brought up one time in the movie, but he's clearly paying the accountant. Yeah, and seems to be in charge of everything. Yeah, so... I. The side story of this movie is actually really interesting because it feels like an entertainment death cult. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, they found the cops found the tire in a, in a house, and the the sheriff, actor, and the chick are both there with the dummy that's rigged with explosives. And as they're like, they make her read this awful script. Yeah. Which she calls out as being awful. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I can't read this. It's just, <laughs> like, who wrote this? Yeah. Shut up. Uh, and so the, the the sheriff guy starts to read it. Yeah. And uh, that the, doesn't work, so they switch back again. The, the last fourth waller breaks into the story to tell them it's bad. Yeah, he just, the wheelchair guy comes down and, like, knocks on the police van. And he's like, the scene sucks. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Uh, like, just speed it up or speed something. Up. Yeah, get to the action. <laughs> and then... And the sheriff kills the tire with a shotgun. Yeah, because the tire does blow up the... The mannequin head. Mannequin head, but the it's bomb... It's tricked by a mannequin and a speaker with explosives on it. But so the bombs don't blow some, up. Some, it's, it's, wow. It's only semi-smart. Yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I couldn't even help you because I, w- I had no clue what you were trying to say. All I got out was the S's. I don't blame yeah. you. <laughs> um, yeah. He, and so he goes back and then the sheriff gets mad. So he just walks in with a shotgun and the wheelchair guy's like, come on. You promised me an explosion. You can't just do it like that. Come on. Oh, come on. Yeah. It's not over yet. And then he walks out with just like the tire. Like, blown to pieces, basically, with a shotgun. Yeah. And throws it on the ground, he's like, I'm done! And they get in the van, and they drive away. And then, then the wheelchair guy gets exploded entirely, not just his head, by the tricycle when the the, car, <laughs> the tire's reincarnated. Yeah, it comes the tricycle controlling at the house, and as the van drives away, he's like, Hey, it's not over! Got reincarnated as a tricycle! <laughs> I'm I'm just watching here. I'm just part of the audience. Stay back. And then, then he gets exploded. Yeah, but it's stronger. It can blow up his whole body now. Yeah. No evidence left behind except a pink mist. Yeah. <laughs> and a shattered chair. Yeah, but for most people it would be just the pink mist. Uh-huh. Um, 
the first girl gets dropped back at her car, and the trike leaves her alone and goes on down the road. Yeah. And now it can show when it's looking at people because, like, it rolls up, and then when it sees her, its whole, the handles in the wheel, like, turn and look at her. Yeah. And then it just, like, keeps rolling. So now, like, it can give a bit more emotion. However, the last bit where it was the musical part, the musical scene, and just the tricycle rolling down the road. Uh-huh. I didn't find quite as poignant as when it was the tire rolling through no, the desert. yeah, it wasn't as good. It wasn't as good. Um, but also, it makes tires come to life now. Yeah, it yeah. It appears to be a masculine army. Yeah. And it goes to Hollywood. It goes to Hollywood with an t- army of tires, psychic tires. So why did it do that? Um, Because it wants to take down the movie industry, I think. Okay. Because it was part of a film, and so it doesn't like film, maybe? <laughs> maybe. Um, so, I I just wanted to look up a couple of positive reviews for this movie. The tire's name is Robert. Yeah, oh yeah, the tire's name is Robert. Or it's played by a tire named Robert. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you find a couple of positive ones. Because all in all, I actually really enjoy this movie. I I, I scored it fairly fucking high. Honestly, <laughs> I kind of rate it, but like in a, in a weird way, I like the side story that wasn't the main movie. <laughs> um, an essay on storytelling and spectatorship within when when an animate object's attack schlock, one infused with the haunting aura and disillusionment of post Easy Rider mo- Road movie. Rubber is some kind of miracle. That's from the Village Voice. <laughs> Damn. That's a pretty fucking glowing review, honestly. Yeah. While it can be seen as an environmental horror movie, if you must, <laughs> Rubber doesn't dig down, but instead merrily rolls on as Mr. DePew plays with the narrative and form. In one wonderful cinematic coup, the tire spots a crow and shifts toward the bird so that it's framed into the tire hole, an angle that turns the tire into a camera. Point, click, explode. That's just the first part of the review from uh, Manola Dargi of the New York Times, who gave it an 80 on Metacritic. Damn. All right, then. Well, I mean, like I said, I scored I scored this movie pretty high, honestly. It's got an overall 59 on Metacritic and a 5.7 on IMDb. Mhm. Well, okay. So, let's let's go over our scores. You first cuz I forgot how the categories go and I didn't do this. <laughs> first category is cinematography. Oh, fucking at least 4 or 5 out of 5. Like That's what I gave it. A 4 and a half. I'm going to go 4 and a half out of 5. That's what I gave it. Was a 4 and a half out of 5. The cinematography of this movie is absolutely gorgeous. It's so well shot. It's very well done. It looks very nice. The color correction is there, but like it doesn't feel over dramatic. It feels poignant for the shots that mm-hmm. you know. I absolutely adore the extended scenes of just a tire rolling through the desert. I don't know how, but you were able to evoke emotion by a tire rolling through the desert. And I, 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 I love it. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing. It, yeah, the cinematography of this movie is great. Yeah, I mean, it sure was a movie, too. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one's acting. Uh, 
Uh, I I honestly I gave it a four because it is camp. Don't get me wrong, the acting is campy as hell, but it's yeah, it feels... so intentionally campy and fun. Yeah, I'm, I'll I'll give it a three, a three, five stars for Robert, but three for the overall acting. <laughs> I felt like it was just it was extremely intentional. It was all extremely just fun. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was. I'll bump that up to a four. Thinking about it, I just it just feels something about this movie all feels so B rate that something has to be lower, but it doesn't. No, no, it really doesn't. I mean, the acting was fine. Everybody did a fine job. It was it was what it needed to be for what this movie was. So yeah, uh, the musical score, uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, that I'd give a three five. The the score in and of itself was. Uh, like the, the the musical score itself was uh, decent. Like the moments felt inspiring where they needed to be. They they evoked the emotion that they needed to. Mm-hmm. They just weren't like brilliant pieces I'd ever look up. It felt like what was necessary for the movie and not much more. Yeah, and the needle drops were good. Uh, I gave it a four for basically all of the reasons you gave it, uh, except there was that point where I turned to you and I'm like, this music right here, this music is great. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. And for that song, I gave, I gave it a four. Fair enough. <laughs> I wasn't as inspired by that song, so we got a three five. Yeah. I just really like it. It was a great, like, funky 80s vibe, and I was digging on it. It was yeah. great. It's good. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously... The fun factor. The fun factor? Five. Yeah, that's what I gave five. it to. Five out of five on the yeah, fun factor. Yeah, it was, it was way more fun to watch. Like I said at the beginning, I came into this really cynically. Mm-hmm. The, the synopsis of this movie makes me hate it. Watching this movie made me love it in a way that I don't... Almost like in a cat's way. Yeah. Like, I love the way that I hate this movie. Yeah. 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 And, well, that brings your total score to just a point five under mine, because the only thing we differed on there was the music. You gave it 3.5, and I gave it a 4. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess our other scores, yeah, they were all the same. Um, so, that means you gave it a total of 17 out of 20, and I gave it a 17.5 out of 20. This is a f- good fucking movie. This is a good movie. You it's a good fucking movie. movie. I, I actually recommend you you do watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. If you're an aspiring film student, I would say this was necessary watching. Um, the our house part of it is very interestingly done, and mm. I th- it's it's a fun look at the. I'm not sure why the audience felt like they were held like prisoner almost because they weren't. They could leave. No, I but w- like they were choosing to like. Subject themselves to not eating and whatnot. No, see, I think I think there was a scene we didn't see where all of these people paid a good amount to go see this particular film experience and experience it the way exactly the way it's a yeah they wanted and, yeah and so all of these people whether it was like that dad and his kid that dad probably was like never fulfilled his dreams of being a filmmaker and wanted to go see, like, an experience. Like, there's probably backstories for all of this. There was uh, those... Uh, Neil from Community and mm-hmm. his friend were both uh, in the credits called Film Buff, their okay. character name. And uh, So they were, like, cr- 
critics or something probably yeah and there was you know there was just other people there that just wanted the experience like wheelchair guy Mm -hmm. and so i i assume that there was that scene where they paid a big amount of money to be there and so there's just this like sunk cost fallacy in entertainment where no matter how bad it is if we feel like we're owed the story we'll stay for it Mm -hmm. and i think it was just a comment on on like how high we valued uh entertainment above even our own health and safety sometimes like the people who wait out in line for days Mm -hmm. to get tickets for something or like well then like the last spectator he was uh sitting there and when the other guy was at first trying to feed him food he's like i just want to see the end yeah and the guy's like well you're gonna be waiting a long time it's not finished or whatever. Yeah. If you notice, everybody else that was in the crowd, almost, I think everybody else complained about something. Something during it. The mm-hmm. film guys just, like, criticized the story. The The kid and his dad both complained, like, to each other about different stuff. The girls complained openly a few times. Like, everybody else complained about something, except for that guy. Mm-hmm. I think that was, he was just a representation of an honest fan who just does want to see the story, who just mm-hmm. wants to see it play out, whereas those were the, the toxic elements of fandom. I think there was a lot to dissect in this movie. Yeah. I yeah. think you know, it was done intentionally was, so. Yeah, there's definitely done, yeah, but like you said, with intention. Yeah. Like, there was a lot to be said when they made this movie, and I don't think a lot of it got across no. the way they wanted it to. It didn't get across when you... I I did the math. Um, If this got a nationwide release and got into, like, even most of the theaters that were in the U.S. at the time... Yeah. It only made $98,000 in the U.S. at box office. Yeah. If we assume a base ticket price of $15 for, like, a, you know, a nighttime showing or whatever, that's less than one person or less than two people... For one showing, mm-hmm. per theater. I don't know what prices were in 2011 when this movie came out. Yeah, but... it might have been twelve dollars, but I mean, regardless, that ratio does not change very much. Mm-hmm. I like so that was that was like one crowded theater and a couple people somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> like that's all it had to be, and they would have made the same amount of money. Yeah, it's an insane thing. Not not just one crowded theater that was hyperbole. I a lot of people do not pick up on the fact that I'm using hyperbole. I've noticed <laughs> just in real life, so I feel like I need to clarify it here. I don't mean just a single crowded theater could actually have funded the box office that it made, but <laughs> like one or two people per theater in the US is not very much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it was it was an interesting movie. I I enjoyed what it had to say in that aspect. I thought the even though it was all for no reason. Yeah, but it. I mean, he says that at the beginning, but I think that's also a ploy mm-hmm. because once again, everything he brought up, I'm pretty sure, like literally everything he brought up had a reason, whether it was obvious or not. It was there. There was a reason for that. Yeah, and I. Like, one of the things he brings up that's, like, notably just not right is in uh, Oliver Stone's JFK, why did somebody just randomly come and shoot the president? Yeah, no reason. No reason. Like, no, (laughs) wait, wait. (laughs) 
that's um what that movie was about <laughs> like that guy's life and his death and uh, uh there's a lot of reasons he might have died but mostly government <laughs> mostly the government it's funny though yeah it is funny yeah so it feels like he was that was a setup to tell you that like there is a reason yeah Agreed. Even even in the things that seem to lack reason. One of the other uh, examples at the beginning was, so why don't we see anybody go to the bathroom in Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah, or wash their hands like a normal person would do. Yeah, and it's just like, well, that's not interesting to watch on film. <laughs> that is that is the reason for that. Why would you, there, We don't watch anybody go to the bathroom in this movie, do we? No. No, we watch somebody shower. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We don't see anybody go to the bathroom or wash their hands in this movie. It's true. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It just, it feels like it's setting it up to be not what it is. And that's cool. I think there's there's a cool, um, very, like, philosophy-driven filmmaker mindset at work here. That didn't get appreciated in the way that it should have, but also should probably have done something slightly different if it wanted to. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's, this was, this was a choice. The whole movie was a choice. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Not, I mean, it, it was a series of choices. Some of them good. Some of them not as good. Yeah. Look, I think, I think the premise was really interesting, and yeah, I think. The overall sentiment of, like, the audience was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like the movie overall. Yeah, I do too. I think I could watch it again. Nice. I like... And I think would I'd, you recommend it to people? I would. I would recommend it to people. I would probably recommend, um, like we did, if you are in a legal state, like we are, to get nice and baked beforehand. Oh, you're going to need it. Like I said at the beginning, it's it's a measure, it's a lesson in, a, in a, a absurdist filming. Yeah. It's, um, at parts it seems absolutely ridiculous, and you just point and laugh at the screen, and you're like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. And then sometimes you're watching a tire roll through a desert, and you're like, wow, this is really emotional and poignant, <laughs> and I don't really know why. Yeah. <laughs> it's super weird. The whole movie, uh, the whole movie is, like... It's an art film. It's an art film yeah. with some exploding heads. Yeah, it's an art film wrapped in a slasher film. Yeah. And it just, yeah. It feels like the message of the movie to me is we will keep watching shit as long as we feel we are owed something to watch. I guess. I mean, I don't know. A lot of people probably use that same argument about the MCU at this point. I that's fair. Yeah. That's a fair argument to make. Like <laughs> you brought that up as maybe a ridiculous example, but no. No, that's fair and very righteous. Like <laughs> we should not be getting as many Marvel properties as we have the last few years so quickly. What made the first ones good is they were like, you know, a little bit apart. They weren't like quick fire they weren't crossing everything together real fast mm -hmm. like the best thing about star wars the first ones 
was that everybody had to wait. And even like when I was a kid, I saw the first or episode one in theaters and had to wait. I remember waiting. I remember coming out of 2002's Attack of the Clones, going home and looking up when episode three would be out. Yeah. Sometime in 2005. Fuck! God yeah. damn it! Fucking years away. Yeah, so I would just, you know, hype myself up for the next few years about this movie that was going to come out and, like, say what you will about the prequels, but they're my Star Wars movies because I had that that growth Mm. and that anticipation in them. You still have that every now and again. I mean, look at Avatar fans. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, they got to wait years and years between their movies. James Cameron said that would be out in 2014. (laughs) I saw an article, like, just, it was like a Screen Crush article or something. That it was just a screenshot of one mm-hmm. from, from 2014, and it was like James Cameron's uh, Avatar should be out this year. Like he was still saying it up to that point. <laughs> it's just like it was, it was not, it was not out that year. <laughs> God damn, yeah. Making people wait is really important. We talked about that in our director cinema one. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Um. Any any final thoughts on Rubber? Um, no, I just really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it since the very first time I watched it, not too long after it came out. And uh, I'm glad that uh, you finally watched it, because I, I really knew that it would be a movie that you would find interesting and you would end up liking. I'm like, I know it sounds stupid, but man, it's it's one of those movies that it's good. It's, it's got, worth it. It's actually got the same artsy vibe as, uh, fuck, that... Uh, Seven Psychobaths. Yeah, which is another one that I just I knew you would love. Yeah, it's got the same the same vibe all the way throughout that that Midwest desert kind mm-hmm. of vibe. Yeah. Or, uh, sorry, uh, Southwest desert. Southwest desert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's got the same, uh, just the yeah, just the same like cinematograph, cinematographic vibe. Cinematographic. <laughs> um, <laughs> cinematic vibe. Yeah, there you go. But like cinematography, like it's got similar cinematography, and I wanted to say that, but with that um, tense, and I don't know if there's actually a word for that. <laughs> You know, it's interesting, Seven Psychopaths came out in 2012, and Rubber came out in 2011, so. It's not a bad movie. It's not badly rated enough. No way. No. Seven Psychopaths would just be one we'd talk about. Yeah. It's uh, also a very, very good film. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rubber. Yeah. That's rubber. rubber. It was good. Yeah. Recommend. Yeah. I recommend you try a Rubber. If you have seen it, and you want to talk to us about it, you know where to get a hold of us. Mm-hmm. I say it every episode. I'm going to take a break this episode. Fair enough. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm banned. <laughs> Bye-bye! Bye-bye! <laughs>